Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today, we are going to be talking about the games of the year as the nomination process begins. And as in previous years, it's all in your hands. As in the reader's hands. Uh, we have a whole bunch of editors that are here uh, today to talk about the nominations, although we don't have too much to do with it. However, we do get to play pretty much every game on the planet, so we would like to make a few suggestions that you, dear readers, may want to consider when going over the nomination categories this year. So joining me is uh, Shella, Kelly, Marie, Neil, and Billy. So everybody, welcome to the lounge today. Thank you. And, uh, well, if Nate was here, I could get him to talk about how we let all the readers do the the contest and how we had about 50,000 votes last year for the Game of the Year stuff. But he's not. um, But pretty much I uh, just did what he would have done. So I don't know if we really needed him anyway. (laughs) Well, but now nobody's around to say they hate every last one of the nominations. That's true. Uh, and, and Billy, I was gonna, I was gonna mention. I thought the the last couple cartoons was funny because the character that looked strangely like Nate uh, didn't like any of the games. I like that a lot. <laughs> Although I do complain that the character that represented me didn't look a damn thing like me, <laughs> like some young. Hip- I don't know. I thought it captured your fervor. I, I, yes, I suppose so. Um, although I, I, you know, I, I had to. Uh, I was like a young hipster with a goatee or something. I don't know what what, what was going. A good thing, surely. <laughs> Maybe that's how Leah sees me as a really cool <laughs> editor or something. So that's cool. <laughs> All right. So um, the categories this year, um, mostly the same as last year, but uh, we're going to start with um, the uh, what we have is the way we do it. We we group them into three categories. We have the um, the, the genre, for example, like best best uh, family game and things like that, and then we have the uh, the interesting ones, which are like best environment, best original score, that type of thing, and then we have the platforms, which are like the best game out for the PC or the best game out for the PlayStation and that type of thing. So let's start with the first category, and we start with adventure game, which is kind of a catch-all category these days. There's a lot of games that are considered adventure games, and I would say that of the five of you, probably Shella and Billy, maybe a little bit of Neil, probably ran into the most adventure-type games. Um, now, Shella, you know, one of the ones that uh, we put into the adventure game category is uh, Assassin's Creed, but uh, you weren't real happy with uh, the way that the new Assassin's Creed turned out, right? No, it was it was it wasn't shocking. That's overstating it, but um, it was a step backwards, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they fell into that sort of sequelitis where they just thought, we need to throw loads of new stuff at it because otherwise they won't love us as much as they did the last time because we've just been making the cities bigger and we've been giving them more stuff. And if we don't give them even more stuff, they'll hate us. <laughs> but I, I hate them anyway because they ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, <laughs> are, there, are, there, are there any adventure yeah. games that you ran into that you thought might be worthy of a, of a, of a Game of the Year nod in that category? Adventure games? No, I don't think so. All right, well, I'll let you. I'll let you think on it. What else is? Yeah, unless somebody comes up with something I haven't thought of. <laughs> Billy, what about you? You, you actually. I mean, you, you look at a lot of casual stuff, but a lot of those could be considered adventure games. Is there anything that comes to mind in that category? Um, 
Yeah, an adventure like puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody heard of it, Limbo. Oh yeah. Was that uh, this it was, year? Yeah, it was, it was last year. I think that was this year, wasn't it? Maybe. Uh I think this was like in the January time frame. <laughs> I think it counts. Was it that long ago? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well technically you could say this year because it's still hitting new platforms. Oh right, yeah. There we go. Like, I there think it's go. hitting right uh, to hit the Mac the the OS store. Oh. Yeah, maybe we need to sort out our small print. <laughs> we know. Well that would be a wonderful iOS game, I think. On a tablet or something. Oh yeah. 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 So that was neat, and that was that was the one that was kind of black and white, and had and, yeah. and was like real sort of like. Uh, the first half was amazing. The second half was like generic. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it sort of dropped off. <laughs> that's why we play, kind kind of does. That's why we play these games all the way through. Um, now the uh, the next category is uh, family game, and uh, we don't have too many of our family uh, reviewers here, so I don't know if anyone will have a suggestion for that. Um, I have one. Oh, except for Marie might. I had one, too, but I'll let Marie go first because I think she might be picking the same one. But go ahead. What, Skylanders? Yeah. Spyro's yes, Adventure? Skylanders, yes. That's what... Yeah, that review went up today. I, I loved that game, and I, I was all set to not like it. I was all set for it to be, you know, toy-engineered marketing, you know, pablum. And it's actually, it's it's like an RPG adventure primer game and it's it it's really fun it's fun if you're a grown-up it's fun if you're a kid um and it really introduces you to sort of rpg concepts like you know picking your team for the character with the best stats and swapping out characters when you need them and 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 character stats as a as a you know component of the game and i love that um the characters keep their own stats and you can port them cross-platform so if you're playing on the Wii and your friend has an Xbox, it doesn't matter. You just take your character over and set it on its portal and boom, it's in the game. Yeah, and it's a physical... With it, all its stats from your house. And it's a physical character. It's an actual action... Yeah, it's an actual physical toy, which, you know, granted, you know, you have the whole fears of, you know, lose your toy, lose your stats, cry, cry, cry. But, you know, um, basically it's... It's really cool. Yeah, I actually <laughs> what it just boils down to. I actually spent quite a quite a long time in the Target the other day. They had the, they had it out and they had the portal there, the magic portal, and then they had all the figures lined up. And I was just taking the figures and throwing them on the portal and being like, oh well, look, they're in the game now. That was a really neat concept. It could have been just a fluffy marketing concept that really didn't have any substance, but the game itself is actually really good. And you have to get yeah, the score is good. Hans Zimmer did the score. Mm-hmm. People like Patrick Warburton did the um. Uh, some of the voiceover acting. It's really good. Okay. Very cool. Um, they out Nintendo Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Now, the uh, the next category is um, uh, just uh, innovation. So uh, this can be anything that was uh, innovative this year. Um, and uh, this was originally uh, designed for peripherals, but it, but it pretty much any type of innovation. For example, I mean, I might even I might even say that, you know, the Skylanders thing with the with the with the the magic portal on the figures was, was kind of innovative. But um, let's see. Neil, you haven't said too much. What do, what do you think? What do you run into the it's innovative this year. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't from, I mean, besides the 3D technology and the 3DS, which was kind of hit or miss at times, I mean, I, I did like to see what the Kinect has came out with recently with games like Gunstringer. Uh, 
And I'm curious to see where actually it goes from there. Yeah, Gunstringer was a neat concept. It was kind of like, let's really use the uh, the Kinect for something other than, you know, dancing games and stuff like that. Ke- Kelly, did you run into anything innovative? Um, well, that's the one game I'm really wanting to get my husband. <laughs> it's that Rocksmith, the ability that for him, you know, the guitar that I keep continually dusting <laughs> that's sitting in the bedroom, yeah, for him to be able to hook it up to the Xbox and actually be able to learn to play the bloody thing. Um, yes. Yeah, I think that is cool. Rocksmith is a neat game, and that's the one where you take your you take your electric guitar, and it's basically got – it comes with a cable, and it's got a guitar jack on one end and a USB cable on the other, and you basically plug your guitar into your Xbox or PS3, and it, it basically makes your console an amp for your guitar. And then and then the notes come down and you you learn to play. Although um, you don't learn notes, it's it's sort of like learning to play with tab. But I guess in the guitar world, that's kind of the way things go now. So that's the way he's trying to learn tabs. He just pick it up different tabs and oh, I just wish he'd learn more. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> well this is his this is his chance. And Rocksmith is pretty neat. And I think. I think Rocksmith, this particular game, there there have been a few hit, there have been a few attempts in this area to take games to, and make them into guitars and things like that, and and change the way that you do the peripheral and stuff. But this is the first time where they were like, they're like, you know, just screw it, just take a real guitar, plug it in, and then we'll, we'll teach you like you're an actual adult and and not the five button thing. So I, it's it's a pretty neat idea, and I I think that it's a strong candidate for for innovation. Um, what about L.A. Noir? Oh, okay. I mean, Shella, Shella speaks up for L.A. Noir. What's going on? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just about to ruin that by saying as horrible as the gameplay was. <laughs> <laughs> it did take us a step forward in terms of, you know, the sort of facial mapping and um, trying to use that, although I know Marie didn't like that. But, um, yeah, I think it did take a real leap forward in terms of, getting um, faces on on the game and, you know, we could actually see actors' performances as opposed to just sort of, um, what do you call them, those dummies. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was kind of neat. I mean, uh, Marie's point was, you know, you, you go, oh, that's the guy from Heroes or whatever. But, you know, that does take us one step closer to, not that we want to completely emulate movies, but it does take us closer to where actors and professional people like that will, will be more interested in being part of a game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I meant Marie's point about she didn't like the um, the, the reading the faces bit um, because she didn't find it much of a puzzle. I remember that was... The, right. Well, I mean, yeah. this is first generation. I mean, they were like, you know, we're going to really put this in your face, I think, because it's never been done yeah, before. Yeah. So it, it was kind of easy. Uh, you know, the guy... It wasn't easy for me. I got it wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I must have, like, mild autism or something. I, 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 the guy was, like, lying to you, and he would, like, look down at his shoes and then scrunch yeah, I mean, his face. I got those ones. Yeah. But then there were other ones where I sort of did something, and I was like, what? <laughs> Go wrong. <laughs> I really thought this guy was telling me the truth, and he was actually setting me up to kill me. It's weird. <laughs> I'd be like slapping them around the head, and they'd be like, "I'm innocent, I'm innocent." <laughs> um, Shit, guys. Yeah, Billy, what about you? Did you run into anything innovative? You you sort of get the biggest like spectrum of things that you look at. Um, I've seen innovating concepts like I mean, oh. 
I don't want to mention it too many times because I'm going to have to mention it at least like five more times in this podcast. Mm. But Bastion did so many amazing things with its game, with how it presented the story, how the world formed around you, everything like that. So that's that's okay. I'm going to be spouting that one everywhere. All right. So the the game, the the way the game world forms around your character was interesting. Was the innovative thing? It was. Yeah. It wasn't just. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, here's this world, got into it. It was the world starts forming up around you as you run. All the while, there's an overture from, like, one of the most amazing voices you could ever imagine. It's about, like, having, you know, James Earl Jones narrate your game for you while you're playing. <laughs> wow, okay. And now, you know, I'm really going to have to look into this game. That could be a real sleeper hit coming up there. That's neat. Um, so then uh, we move into a category that last year we almost could have dropped this category, and that's best online game. I mean, last year was sort of the year that the online game just sort of destroyed itself. I mean, there was like, I, I mean, you, you ended up with basically two types of online games, World of Warcraft and Free to Play. I mean, that was that was pretty much it. It was like you play to pay to you pay every month to play Warcraft, or you can get into all these like free type games. Um, and so this year, I think that actually a lot of the games still went free to play. EverQuest Two went free to play. Um, uh, Conan went free to play, and and some of those games, you know, they had more time to think about it. It wasn't just a reaction like we either go free to play or we go out of business. So some of them were, were pretty interesting. I think the way that they implemented the free to play, and I would say a game like Conan, for instance, has a really good balance. So I I thought that was interesting. But here at the end of the year, Shella, you ran into something that you think is really going to shake the online game to its core, right? Yeah, um, Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic, um, I mean, I never hold out hope for a Star Wars game. <laughs> I just sort of, I sort of weep when they announce a new one. So, <laughs> I mean, the only hope was that it was by Bioware, so, um, and it, it seems that the sort of Bioware sort of Midas touch has done it again um, in terms of, you know, everything's kind of voice acted including sort of group missions which i thought was amazing when you when you group um and an npc speaks to you and has a sort of scripted bit um then everyone in the group gets to you know the sort of mass effect style dialogue tree you get to choose what your response is and that determines whether you get light side points and all that sort of stuff and so everyone in the group chooses their response and then those characters role for it you know sort of in virtual mog terms um and then um so it's not always just the leader of the group that gets to respond and then when you do respond your character actually voice acts that that response and so it's like a sort of um uh, a sort of ongoing conversation <laughs> it's really seamless it's absolutely amazing it's just so slick um a couple of my friends are playing it um, Dave and Fraser, and they're just, they haven't got anything really to fault it <laughs> so far. Um, and also Rich storyline, because I was watching Dave play, oh, I was just walking through the dining room when Dave was playing it, and there was something sort of dramatic going on, and I was like, oh, what was that? What's happened? And he's like, oh, my mentor's got some sort of disease, and I've got to go around. And he's like, the story's just amazing. And, um, yeah. Wow. 
it's yeah that sounds really neat it's on except for if you have like one evil guy in your party and he keeps winning all the roles you'd be like man why are you letting that guy yeah. talk all the time we didn't... yeah no it's not like that it really is it really does go to ho- whoever i don't know how it decides <laughs> but um yeah it's really good um yeah one person doesn't get get chosen to speak all the time at all it's really cool it's just like oh my god it's just like i'm speaking like it's actually happening it's amazing yeah. that was really cool pretty neat and uh yeah i don't know if anybody else ran into any online only stuff william you ran into that one game um that was sort of a remake where the the developer split with the uh the publisher and and ended up um doing their own thing and it ended up being a pretty good game with the heroes league of legends yeah yeah so um, I mean, do you think that one is interesting enough to maybe be considered for a nomination? Oh, it's definitely interesting enough. I just don't know if we can classify it as this year or last year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really – it was published – It's been in open beta for so long, and then it closed, and now it's out, and I don't even know when the official times are. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was published by THQ, and the developer apparently um, – and the, the publisher, I don't know whose fault it was, but they split. So the developer was just like, you know what, we're just going to release it on our own. So that's it's, it is I – would, I would consider it this year, um, definitely. Because, I mean, <laughs> well, that's a good question about Star Wars. Um, the Old Republic Online is that's still in beta, isn't it? No, they launched. Is it is it now officially open? Yeah, yeah. yeah anybody okay. can go give it a try. And Shella, that's a that's a that's a play by month game, right? It's not a free to play. Yeah, subscription. Yeah, but obviously no one's actually paid up yet. Oh, it's a, it's they're they're all doing yeah, You get your thirty days free. So it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of people sticking around though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's another cool thing. You get um, you get a companion like a sort of Chewbacca type thing. Everybody gets that, and you can send him off to do you know all the grind stuff like mine for blah blah. Yeah. Take it shop. <laughs> he just goes off and does that for you, and then just comes back. That is awesome. That it rocks. Now I want to play. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, you're you're flunky. Go go kill fifty wolves for me. I know. Me. <laughs> Just is really it open for Mac yet, or is it just PC? I'm not sure. I think it's just PC. Mm-hmm. I think it is, too. I think that's why I'm not playing it. Because I'm pretty certain that I would be if it... <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into that. That looks really, that looks really neat. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on to uh, the puzzle game. The puzzle game, and I guess... Uh, we're sort of in Neil and William territory here with the puzzle type game. Uh, what did you guys? Are we counting apps or is that a second? Well, uh, apps is coming up. Apps is coming up. So, um, okay, well, I'll hold off. <laughs> hold your horse. You can hold on, Marie. I know I have, I have, I have you circled for that category. No, no worries. Um, so would you, would you, did Neil or William, did you guys run into any cool puzzle games? I know, um, William, you were playing something called Planet Busters, which you kind of liked. Wait, what? Oh, was it Planet Busters or something like that? <laughs> I think you just made that up. No, did I? Okay. Uh, actually, Planet Busters is my game. Oh, Neil! Neil, you were doing Planet Busters. I'm insulted. I was going to say, somebody uh, did I'm, Planet Busters. I mean, I'm, I'm forgotten. <laughs> I got forgotten. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, the game was definitely interesting. I would admit that. I mean, I actually, uh, I'll actually give it a nod. I mean, it got me to the point. I thought, I mean, I'm not a big puzzle game fan. But this, this game was simple yet addictive to the point where I'd wake up like an, have an hour to go before work. I'd be sitting there playing Planet Busters before I go to work. So, yeah, I'd definitely give it a nod. That's always good. Although it, it would get a, a complete for sure nomination if you played it and then didn't go to work. 
<laughs> then that's that happened that, one too many times. That, that involved me getting fired, and yeah, it, it gets a little messy afterwards. Hey, so man. it wasn't that good of a game. Hey man, anything for gaming, B- Billy? Did you run into anything? You looked at like a bunch of puzzle games this year. I know, I know it was you too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that one was me. Um, uh, a few of them that I did for time wasters were interesting. I don't know if I'd call them game of the year games, but like. Pursuit of Hat had this whole little like it was all like you know kind of cartoony and you ripped off your limbs to solve puzzles by throwing them on switches <laughs> and stuff like that and I liked that whole concept. But what about Sushi Cat? Sushi. Su- oh geez, Sushi. Uh, do we count Sushi Cat as puzzle? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then, holy cow, Sushi Cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm put, I've never seen Sushi Cat, but I just think it's a really cool name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now the uh, the rhythm and music game category um, that is one where I don't know that was it. Was, there were a lot this year actually. There's a lot of dance games and stuff. A lot of stuff on the Wii. Um, did anybody run into any of that stuff, Kelly? You had in the past, but I don't know if you ran into any this year. No, I hadn't was run into well, one this year. What was that? Uh, I I don't know. Well, there were a few, like, I mean, I see them on TV, you know, they're always, all these, like, really ultra-cool kids dancing and stuff like that, and then there's the one where the parents are dancing, <laughs> and the, the yeah. kids are really embarrassed. <laughs> but isn't that, that was for Connect, wasn't it, like, Dance Revolution 3 or something? Yeah, and then they had, um, oh, what was it, the Black Eyed Peas one? I was like, really? Is that the one where the Black Eyed Peas ruined the Super Bowl? Oh, wait, that was real life. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they managed that. To, to be followed by Madonna ruining the Super Bowl this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need a big bowl of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to need big bowl popcorn and enjoy that failure. <laughs> yeah, that should be interesting. Let's hope she doesn't have a wardrobe failure. All right, anyway. Um, okay, now... Um, Best RPG. There wasn't really any RPGs this year, was there? I was being sarcastic. Uh, you're so funny. <laughs> um, so let's well, let's start with um, let's start with Skyward Sword because um, that's the, the least obvious Jux. of the ones. Uh, Billy, you didn't like it. Shelley, you you liked it. <laughs> And this is actually me speaking on behalf of Dave Tucker. He absolutely loves it. He just thinks it's amazing, thinks it's the best um, Zelda game ever, um, best Wii game. Yeah, he loves it. And I think he's I think he's definitely nodding for it for Game of the Year. Okay. All right. Interesting. And it'll be, it, it will be interesting, if nothing else, to see a Wii game in contention for that. Cause that'll... Yeah, I mean... Really good for the way. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Kelly, what do you think about you? Have, have you got? I I haven't talked to you for a while because you've been doing your schooling thing. But have you gotten sucked into the world of Skyrim like everybody else on the planet? Yes, because my account was officially unlocked last night. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, you bloody hacker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I officially got back online and uh, I was delved into a little bit of Skyrim, and then I went, oh, yeah, woo, Christmas is this weekend. Crap, I still got to draw my niece. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. And then, uh, Marie, I know you've been playing a a fair amount, right? I mean, I think when we... Uh, I'm at my second character up to level 30. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I haven't haven't done a lot of overlapping of missions. And um, 
I there's still whole sections of the game I haven't been to, haven't haven't done I haven't done anything with Dark Brotherhood yet, haven't done anything with uh, the companions yet, haven't done anything with the Stormcloaks yet. Uh, I know I haven't either, and it's so weird because uh, for me because I've been playing I've been playing that game. I don't know how many hours I'm into it. I think I'm in like 80 hours or so at this point, uh, which is not close to you, Marie, but it's still a fair amount of chunk of time. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen but like 10% of the freaking world. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't even think I'm going to go play games tonight anymore. I think I'm going to go play Skyrim. It's strange. It's like the only game I think about. It's very weird. Um, Now, William, you did the review of Skyrim, and I assume you would definitely consider Skyrim for RPG of the Year, right? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's sad because there's almost no other competitors now. But there were a lot of there were okay, not a lot, but there were a few good RPGs that came out this year. So okay, but Skyrim just blows them out of the water. So it's like, well, you guys chose a really sucky year to come out. <laughs> yeah, were, were there any others that you wanted to mention at least? You know, so we can have our five nominees. <laughs> our our um, four also rans. <laughs> um, well, I could. I mean, you know, I, I was gonna throw couple of them up for definitely for PSP, uh, but I mean it, it goes into the RPG as well. Uh, the new Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, mm-hmm. that was the remake because this the whole entire take your characters, go through this, there's all these different endings. It's a tree branching system, and when you beat the game and you killed all these people that had incredibly sad stories and you felt like a complete and utter jerk for it, Use the feature at the end of the game where you can turn time back and go back with your high-level characters and recruit and save those people from dying. Oh, wow. And it was one of those things like I I was sitting there, and the whole time I'm playing the game, I'm like, I'm going to go back and save this person. I'm going to go back and save this person because I just felt so bad for killing these little tiny sprites. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. That's a sign of a good game right there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it is. That's that's neat, William. I I would definitely say that one should get – this should get a nod. I mean, you know, it is just a pleasure to be nominated. (laughs) And if Todd were here, he would tell you that anything can happen with our ridiculous Game of the Year contest. (laughs) I wouldn't want to hear what what he'd have to say on that. Yeah, uh, if Skyrim doesn't win that category, I will be, um, let's just say, oddly surprised. Okay, um, Shooter. Now, Shooter is um, usually every year it's Shooter this and Shooter that. And we did have some decent shooters this year. We had Modern Warfare, obviously, you know, the blockbuster type thing. But we had some other shooters that were surprising. And, Shella, I think you would mention Bulletstorm at this point, right? You're not a shooter player, but that was one that you really liked i do fps's oh okay I don't, I, well i don't really that much anymore um yeah i think i got bored of them but yeah i liked this one because it was kind of um thumbing its nose at the whole uh space marine sort of insanely muscled testosterone fueled machismo it sort of did that and just went ridiculous it just went to 11 <laughs> yeah it was good fun <laughs> <laughs> it sort of put the fun back in games because I think sometimes we get a bit earnest and beard strokey and go, hmm, yes, are we art, are we not? And it's just like, you know what, we play games to have fun at the end of the day. And Bulletstorm did that in spades. It looked nice, the gameplay was good, you know, I mean, 101 ways to kill <laughs> alien spawn. Uh, and you get silly names with them as well. 
Yeah, great. We're very good. Now, someone who is a uh, a shooter who's only only re- really feels comfortable when she's got a sniper rifle in her hand is Kelly. <laughs> so, Kelly, what did, I mean, I know you you got into gears of, the Gears of War this year and stuff. What, what what was the shooter that really impressed you this year that you think should be nominated? Oh, well, it's definitely I think uh, Gears of War three and Modern Warfare three both need to be nominated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my attention was a little bit distracted from games because I was firing real weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Of, of the yeah. of the two, which one did you like of the of those particular two? Because that's this is going to be a big thing. I mean, you know, there's the whole debate over Battlefield Three or or Modern Warfare, but but there's also a little sub debate over which is a better game, Modern Warfare Three or Gears of War Three. I mean, of the of the two, which which one did you like better, Callie? Ooh, um, it's probably gonna be Modern Warfare Three, but oh man, that chainsaw on the bottom of that lancer is so sweet. <laughs> it's always <laughs> this is the splice of a right to you. Yeah, I love it. Maybe we could maybe we could put that up for any innovation category, adding the chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> I actually saw a YouTube video of a British soldier, Shella, who added a real chainsaw to his rifle <laughs> to, to make a Gears of War weapon. So. It looked it looked like it would be far more dangerous to the person wielding the thing than to anybody yeah. who happened to be on the other side. <laughs> plus, Shades of Bruce Campbell. Yeah, plus not real stealthy yeah. running around with a chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw going. Yeah, that's a dead giveaway. Um, so I'm gonna skip a couple of these categories because I don't uh, we don't have our sports guys here. So uh, well I don't know Neil William either one of you play any sports games? I mean I, I do. I, no, I didn't. I didn't think so. I do. Oh, do you Neil? What, did, did you play any sports games that you thought were worthwhile this year? I mean, there's going to be you know the Madden 12 or whatever, yeah. obviously. Uh, you know, I mean, I was actually disappointed with Madden 12. I mean, I was. I mean, one of our other reviewers, Jordan Smith, me and him actually got together and played Madden 12, and we we're sitting there going, no, no, no. <laughs> what was so? I mean, what was wrong with it? Just the the bad physics on the. Well, well, no, the physics were great, but uh, they're continuing to let the franchise mode just go to the wayside because, uh, I mean, before me and him, like, we'd actually try building uh, franchises and compete them against each other without us playing just to see objectively who was better at the game. And Madden 12 actually cuts people automatically, even when you turn, say you don't want them to cut anyone, they still cut people that you still use because of, let's say they're 36 years old. Well, I mean, like, I build my teams off nothing but veterans, so I keep getting half my team cut, and I never get informed of this. So by the time I get to the draft, I find out I have to fill out 25 spots with 11 draft picks. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wow, that does but, seem weird. So, I mean, I, I was impressed, though, with the NCAA football game as well. Uh, the NCAA football 12 was actually a really good game. I was actually really impressed with it. Uh, the uh, NCAA football games tend to keep getting better as the years go on. Yeah, Todd's a big fan of that NCAA stuff, and um, and he he actually thinks that a lot of times the gameplay is actually better in the NCAA stuff, so um, than in the middle of the NFL titles. So it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, now uh, let's see what else do we got. Uh, we um, let me move down to a couple of these newer categories. Uh, best original score. That's one that is new this year. We changed that from soundtrack uh, because uh, with soundtrack we found that all the GTA games were winning every year because you know they 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 just bring in cool stuff. So original stuff you actually have to make the score yourself. So what games did you guys play where uh, you 
like the soundtrack. You know, you, you actually find yourself enjoying the music over the bullets and stuff. Uh, and, and I'll throw that open to anybody because I don't know what your experiences were um, personally. Shella, you want to say something? Yeah, can you believe I'm going to nominate L.A. Noir again? I mean, the irony of it is just, you know, palpable. Um, yeah, it had a fantastic soundtrack, um, which I guess was partly why it was such a, a big disappointment, because it was it didn't add up to the sum of its parts. And, you exactly. Know, it was, yeah, it was just so beautifully realised, all the sort of period detail and stuff. And then, it, you know, they kind of dropped the ball a bit halfway through. But the soundtrack was brilliant. And, you know, the second you entered the game and the sort of haunting Miles Davis-style trumpet floating over as you sort of cruised down the streets of L.A., you were just there. You were, you know, in that time period. You you were noir, and it was cool. So, yeah, I think good job to, to whoever did the score on that one. It was really good right until you started playing the game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right up until you got serious about playing the game, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have one. Okay. Actually, I have two. All right. Oh, good. Um, well, okay. Skyrim obviously has an amazing score. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they had all these like orchestral soundtrack, and then the um, you know, they had the chorus singing in the dragon language. It's kind of amazing, and it really sticks in your head. And I like how it gets um, um, more intense when you get into combat and stuff like that. That's yeah, or when like a dragon is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really it's very well done. But then to bring up Skylanders again, um, Hans Zimmer did a great job with that with that. Soundtrack. Yeah, I actually, it's just, I, I met him at an E3, charming. and he's a he's a really smart composer and really good for games. So, well, he's it's it's really charming. It's absolutely the music is absolutely perfect for the game. Cool. You know, and it has that same ability to sort of build when it when it needs to build for the action, and it's sort of light and charming when you're just sort of cruising along or among the clouds and. It's really, it's very good. Okay, very cool. Um, I, I, I got an odd one as well. I think Shell's was weird way to hear mine. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually want to get bring up Fear Three. Oh. I mean, as you know, I play a lot of horror games and shooting games, but and I was disappointed with Fear Two. I mean, I thought it was it was horrible, but when I got Fear Three, the music played right into the game. It, on, on certain parts, it actually get kind of make your nerves shake a little bit because you knew something was going to happen. It was actually very well put together, very well composed, and very well executed in the game. That's really cool because a lot of times, uh, Neil, the the sound, I mean, a really good soundtrack is almost in the background. It's nice to see a game, and a, a horror game, a horror survival game would be perfect for this, where they can actually use the music to make you feel more creepy and scared. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, I think I'm going to throw Bastion up. Always did, didn't they? The fear stuff, yeah, yeah. And William, you were saying Bastion again? Yes, I was. I had to. I don't know why in the world there's a song about digging a hole and building a wall that made me be like, that's beautiful. But there was. You know what? That is a really pretty song. It is. Does everybody know this digging a hole, building a wall song with me? <laughs> no, I put a video. I mean, it's in the trailer. It, 
Billy actually posted the the video. It was awesome. Uh, you know, I didn't watch that video. The video has the building digging the hole song. I'm gonna go back and watch that. I'm gonna go back and watch. You should. It's really it's it's a great song. Okay, I will I will I'll be singing it along as I drive down the down the road, <laughs> digging a hole, digging a hole. Well, you know, I like a lot of the old um, you know, they might be giant songs, and they were just as silly. So I'm sure. Wake up and smell the cat food. So all right, well, in, interesting interesting stuff. Um. Another category I want to cover, I'm not going to get into all the best of categories, but um, we have been doing a lot with uh, iOS type games, um, games that are on the mobile platform, specifically like the iPad and things. And that was that was really your thing, Marie. And I would say, you know, looking back at them, about 80 percent of the ones that you turn in are total crap. But then a few of them are really, really good. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because I find that I have a very different set of criteria for um, the apps than I do for a console game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's problematic because there are some great – I have played some games that I would have really enjoyed playing on my console that were not comfortable to play on the iPad. Hmm. You know, a game that I really would like to sit down and play for a couple of hours, um, you know, the iPad gets heavy after a while, and it's not terribly ergonomic for complex gameplay. Hmm. So bizarrely, um, really simple games are the ones that stay on my iPad. You know, obviously I've played dozens of them, but I don't keep them all on there. Um, but like Sand Slides, for instance, stays on my iPad because it's just charming, and it's a great way to waste five, ten minutes. Sand Slides is the, um, with the colorful sand that you try to get into the different buckets and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's um, it, it can be incredibly difficult if you put it up on the high you know, like the insanity mode. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's it's fun. They're all different kinds of ways to play it. Um, another one that's very, you know, gripping but very simple is Astro Slugs. Mm. You know, it's 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 a puzzle game, kind of like uh, Tanagrams, mm. you know, where you have to fit the shapes into the, you know, prescribed area. And, you know, I find it's games like that rather than games like, say, um... The Dark Meadow, which is a great game, I, also has a good soundtrack. I was going to ask you, the two innovative ones were The Dark Meadow, which was the horror game, and then uh, Shadow Gun, which was a shooter. And where do they fall in your in your Bollywood? Here's the thing. In the, in the sense of being great games, both The Dark Meadow and Shadow Guns are very interesting. For for a first-person shooter, Shadow Guns has got a, an interesting story. I like the way it's set up. Um, I really... I could have sat down and played that game for, like I said, a couple hours at a time. Same thing with Dark Meadow. Seriously creepy. Creepy soundtrack. Really interesting twisted storyline where you're like, oh, no, what's going on here? And, you know, you don't know if you're in a dream or, you know. It's really, really interesting. And if I had been playing it on my, you know, console, either of them, Xbox, PS3, even the Wii would have been better. (laughs) than trying to play for as long as I wanted to play on the iPad. Because after a while, it's just it's hard on your it's hard on your fingers. It's hard on your your arms to it's just not ergonomic to play those kind of in depth games. It's probably hard to be scared when you can just, you know, set the little window that you're holding down to <laughs> No, it's actually it it can still be creepy. I mean it, it wasn't a bad um it wasn't a bad 
experience from that perspective because the iPad's pretty good size. I mean, you you can be very into that, and it can be very intimate when you're playing it, you know, in a dark room while your husband's asleep, and you know, it's just you and this creepy little window. It's just so hard to play it for as long as you want to play a game that complex. Okay, all right, makes sense. Uh, Ke- Kelly, I know you you do you do a lot of Apple stuff. Um, did you run into anything you think might be might be you know game of the year worthy on that platform? Oh, my saving grace this semester had to be um, – it's a MMORPG called Please Stay Calm. <laughs> it's from Massive Damage Incorporated. Um, they're out of Toronto, Canada. But it's a location-based zombie survival game. Oh, no way. So it got into, yeah, it got into all those elements. And it was one of my um, – one of my friends in my English 102 class that told me about it, he's like, dude, d- download this right now. And I did, and I was like, oh, I'm suckered in. This is it. This is awesome. Now, when you say location-based, did it, did, like, it tells you that other players were in the area? or? Yeah. Like, uh, you could search for zombies around an on-Marshall campus, around your house, <laughs> in the parks and stuff. And you could have safe houses and build outposts in these areas too. And you, know, you got to watch because some of these little buggers on campus would then search you and attack you. Oh wow! Take your supplies and money. And it's called "Please Stay Calm." It sounds it yeah. sounds like you'd be on edge constantly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit because you'd see that and you'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> "Oh, it sounds really interesting." I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out too. Sounds like the perfect thing to just ring up in the middle of class. Your safe house is under attack <laughs> right now, not right now. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Um, so let me so let me ask you this. Uh, so let's get to our final question since we're way over time on this. Um, so as far as uh, as far as game of the year, of course, anything can be nominated for game of the year, and I think that you know there, there's there's some obvious choices: uh, Sky, Skyrim, uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, Batman, uh, Arkham City. What do you guys think are going to be? Um, do you think there's any like uh, surprises on that list? I'll go to I'll go to you, Shella, first. Are there any that we should consider that we're maybe not considering? Um, <laughs> it's a bit tricky for me because um, I just got the Red Ring of Death on my Xbox, so I haven't <laughs> even played Skyrim. <laughs> It's just sickening hearing you talk about it. Um, that is so sad. <laughs> that is probably the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't even know the game. The week, the week before I know. Christmas. <laughs> Definitely not getting my console of the year, but that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I hope Batman doesn't win it, because I think the whole world and his dog, if I read any other game's website, they're all... They've all given, I mean, the Guardian newspaper, they've all got um, Batman as their number one game of the year. Um, I just don't get it. Um, I don't know. It might. It would be nice to see um, Zelda up in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's, if, if Sotor's got enough time, I, I would really like to see it in there because it's been a long time since we've had someone bring some innovation into MOGS. I mean... Well, it's you know, been a long time since we had a good Star Wars game, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should get an award just for that. <laughs> Best Star Wars game that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have its own award. <laughs> All right, uh, Neil, what do you think? Uh, I'll go to you next. 
I mean, yeah, one of the obvious ones is Gears 3, but I want to bring up uh, one I played for the PC, actually. It's called uh, Making History 2. It's actually a uh, uh, PC game. It's a strategy game where somehow these people figured out a way to reinvent a World War II strategy game so it seems like a brand new type of game. <laughs> because they, they, I mean, when I first put it in, I thought, okay, it's, you know, it could be a basic thing, real easy to understand. I use the Americans, the Germans, the Japanese, the English, I'll be good to go. No, there was every country you could possibly think of. And while they've taken out the actual battle, like going to, going to the battle sequence thing and doing strategy from there, they took that out. I was actually kind of nice because that saved me loading screens, but that game really forced me to think hard. Because if one, if I didn't do something right, I could end up in debt or taken over by the Germans because I was just down in little old Yugoslavia. <laughs> and and I, I loved reading your review about how the choices you had to make where you were like, okay, we, we hate the Germans, but it's really in our best interest to sort of play along with them at this point. And you really see how these countries sort of ended up siding with the, the, the evil side of that war because a lot of times when you look at the economic picture and everything, they really didn't have any choice. Well, heck, I hated the French, and yeah, I sold weapons to them, too. So, I mean, it's just like, I did whatever I could. <laughs> Very interesting game, and uh, we'll see how that one goes. That one will probably be, a, a, a definitely will be in the strategy game of the year category. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll make, maybe it'll make nomination for the, the top spot. William, what about you? Uh, you, you, uh, I, I know you're going to say Bastion, aren't you? Um, it's, if, if we had a best indie title, I would definitely push it forward for that. Um, and it is one of those games that really just – I mean I can't think of many games that I will sit there and play the game to the end and then sit down and immediately start a new file. Mm. So that was that, it had that going for it. I was, I'm actually surprised by how differently me and Shella think on this because she doesn't like Batman, and I thought it was amazing, and she's repping Skyward Sword, which I thought was a load of crap. But <laughs> – yeah, I know. But uh, – mm. What, there was oh, – crap, I just lost it because I got ranting. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when you rant. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. Just you know. ranting about Batman of all things. Contained thoughts. <laughs> well, 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 Billy, if you, you you rethink it, let me let us know. Marie, it's your yes. time in the spotlight now. Well, um, I, I have difficulty getting past Skyrim. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I – no, there isn't. Why am I even bothering? No, Skyrim <laughs> will get Game of the Year. It, it's the best thing out there. So, you know, I, I had a long conversation with my husband over breakfast the other day about um, a part of the main quest, which is this huge moral decision, which I won't won't say because I don't want to give spoilers. Because there's no way know, when, we're anywhere close can... to that yet. But what I'm saying is, you know, when, when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to choose this way with this character and I'll choose the other way with the other character because neither choice is what you really want to do, you know. And, and when you can have that kind of conversation um, about a game, that's, that's great gaming. Mm. That's just great gaming. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Kelly. I got it. Oh, welcome. Can I interject? Sorry, Kelly. You got interrupted. I remember. William found his brain. Go ahead. I did. It was uh, laying off to the side. I had to go grab it real quick. Um, Sushi cat. It's actually right? – it's actually – no. <laughs> Don't make me forget now, John. Okay. <laughs> it's actually the one you just sent me, um, the Nuclear Dawn game. Oh, really? Wow. Because – 
while I'm not going to say that it has like the most amazing and accurate gameplay, the way it's set up where everyone plays as soldiers and then the one one person plays as a commander and it's an RTS game for them but it's a first person shooter for everybody else. Really? I thought it was incredibly interesting. Like I I I was playing it this morning and I didn't want to stop to go to work and I didn't want to stop to go to work. Mm. Because it's this whole thing, like, you know, I'm on there playing and, you know, we're, we're pushing the forces back, but not fast enough. And we've got people complaining to, to the commander. They're like, why don't you build something here for me? And somebody else is like, no, we need this over here. And the commander's like, listen, if you would protect the dang turrets, I wouldn't have to be building all this crap. <laughs> and it was just all this complex stuff going on where these people are just shouting back and forth. I need supplies here and here. And the commander really feels the pressure of it all. And I was like, this is actually like a really neat setup for a game. Now, do you, do you like playing more of the first-person shooter or the commander side? Or haven't you tried the commander yet? I haven't even got the touch commander. That People will bogard that, I mean. Mm. But, I mean, at the same time, you can mutiny. If somebody's sucking at being a commander, you can mutiny, vote somebody else in, and they'll take over as commander. Mm. Very neat. And that's the only thing I'd say isn't good about the game is the fact that you have to – the whole gameplay hinges off if one person is good at their job or not. Right. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing your review on that one. That's really cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. That's neat. Kelly, what about you? Now you get the final word. <laughs> um, well, it really depends on where the voting base comes from. But Skyrim, definitely see it. Unless a big forge of them go from Minecraft. Oh, uh, okay. Good call. Because it officially released a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sold over three million pre-release, and I can't remember what the number is now. Um, so the Minecraft, yeah, I know you're really into, you're really I'm stunned everybody. No, it's, I was just saying she's really, I, I, you know, we totally didn't talk. About I have no response for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Kelly, you 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 and your friends are really into Minecraft. I know you've got some friends that are like run their own server and stuff like that, and that's kind of a game where you, you sort of create the gameplay yourself, right? It's like the biggest Lego set ever. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be kids again. All right, well, we'll, we'll have to see how, how that goes. All right, well, uh, the Game of the Year contest, as you guys are um, uh, listening to this podcast, that means that the uh, Game of the Year uh, contest is open. So uh, we start with the nomination phase, and the nominations will go for about a month, um, so or maybe maybe a couple at least three weeks. You get at least three weeks to vote, so it should take you that long unless you're like William and you forget what you wanted to vote for. But um, okay. but you get you get at least three weeks. Everybody who subscribes to the free weekly newsletter uh, gets to vote, and and then we will take the top five nominees in each category, and we will vote for Game of the Year. Last year there were fifty thousand of you, and uh, let's hope maybe we'll get at least as many this year, maybe more. So make sure that your favorite game wins. Um, thank you to my panel. Uh, very insightful this year and uh, hopefully the uh, may the best game win, right? <laughs> so we'll see you all right here next time at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. Take care, everyone.